I just want to say, you did a very good job. So good job. It's that thing where you're actually kind of smart. Things you say make you sound dumb. Yeah, we both do that. What's that called? Nope. <laughs> yeah, but you're a little different, Dad. Stop saying sir! Oh, it drives me crazy! Are you seeing clear? Are you seeing clear? I think most people just ignore the tough questions. This isn't Minecraft. This is real life. You are hilarious. <laughs> that was not the dog, Dad. That was you. <laughs> yeah, to solve this, we have to completely ignore the main problem. <laughs> that makes literally no sense to me. I just want to die. And that, my friend, is one of my favorite things about you. Hey, welcome to Renaissance Radio. Renaissance, Renaissance, is it Renaissance? Is it Renaissance? I can't spell the word, let alone say it. Bro, I can spell it when I type it, but if I try to say it to somebody, it's comes out as R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Like, I have no... It's, it's a weird... If any of you guys know me, you know that I have a, a kind of a tendency and uh, is it pension? No, not pension. Uh, propensity to make things a little complicated sometimes for my own benefit. For clients, for friends, for people that I'm working with, let's simplify. But for my own life, let's make it as difficult as possible. The Renaissance Agency, similar to the warnings I received from everybody when I named uh, our last business HH Boogie. That, yeah. that was something that was very dear to people's hearts. The name later became something that people had a very, very high fondness for. But early on, it makes me think of dancing and boogers. What a weird combination. What is it? Yeah, I think the benefit you had with HH Boogie is it was meaningless. Like it was, they're not words really. Yeah. Like Renaissance is a word. So maybe I made a big mistake is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> you implied, inferred. I got to learn some more words if I'm going to keep doing this. So yeah, man. So Harley's back. I'm so excited to have Harley back. This will be his first aired episode. And uh, you just got back from our really good friends from the middle podcast. Definitely will link them up. Um, you should not be listening to me if you haven't put a little bit of time in with those guys. They're OGs. They're so good. And uh, what was your experience like? We had a lot of fun on from the middle. It was crazy to be on a show with uh, four people. That was quite a lot, but I really enjoyed it. They are just like, I don't know, for lack of a better term, a bunch of goofballs. And we just told a bunch of stories, had a good time. Uh, and I can't believe they let me on. Yeah, I can't either. Um, have, knowing you so well. I, uh, no, just kidding. You're incredible. incredible. Harley is uh, somebody who has such a unique ability to learn quickly and adapt quickly. He's, he's the center of uh, Malcolm Gladwell. In Tipping Point, he talks about a certain personality type. What personality type was that that you you found yourself in. Do you remember? I think I felt like I was closest to the connector. Yeah. You're the center of the about. network. Yeah. It was that. I love that book. One thing that, you, you know, you've always heard about like your, uh, sev- the seven degrees of separation. Yeah. John Stamos is the only context I've ever heard. Yeah, of, exactly. Yeah. John Stamos. For people who are listening, what is seven degrees of separation? The There's a claim that basically, you know, we are seven people away from knowing the whole world. Uh, and the reason they did a study that, that basically said that. So somebody sent a letter and they tried to track it back to see how many steps it took for that letter to get to somebody that they didn't know. And the average result was seven. Well, when you dig into the study, like the majority of those letters only went to like three people who knew everybody in like local communities and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was what was really interesting is it's, you're not seven degrees of separation from no, you're, you're three degrees of separation from the guy who knows everybody. That's right. So it's not objectively separate. You're not separated from everybody equally. These connectors, if you take this very small, what do you call it? Connectors? 
Yeah. It, very small group out of the population, the whole thing breaks. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. a very small group that kind of connects everybody else. And so uh, that's been great in our friendship, professionally, friendship-wise. Very often I'm hanging out with Harley's friend, and also they are hanging out with Harley's friend. It's, it's, it's not uncommon to have seven or eight people at a UFC fight we're watching or a sports ball uh, matchup or whatever you call it. That uh, sports ball matchup is right. That there's a chance, at least the first time out, there's a chance that six of those people don't know each other. Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty high, like a pretty high likelihood. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, it's really awesome. Yeah. And um, anyway, I thought today what would be really fun is um, to share things in different categories that we're kind of hot on right now. I think a lot of times you go online and there's these really incredible reviews. This won't really be that. This is going to be more rapid fire, but. Excuse me. It's fun to hear from people who are maybe high functioning in an area that you're struggling or even just like you're high functioning, but you don't hit that area very often. Or maybe you dip in and out of that area. Maybe you're very well researched in 90% of what we talk about, but maybe you're going to be a new parent. And, and we've been parents a little longer, uh, me quite a bit longer, you more recently. But there's a big difference in having nine months experience, seven months, eight months of experience as a parent and having zero months. That's a big curve. Yeah, that is true. It's you you learn a tremendous amount in those seven months. To keep them alive and stuff, like in cool. fed and it's awesome. But I'm just saying, so I think I would like to use today's episode to just rapid fire things to wet your whistle, maybe give you guys some things to think about, you folks, some things to think about of like, oh, that'd be interesting. But we won't be anywhere too long today. We're just gonna rapid fire. I hope seventy or eighty percent of what we talk about is something you've never heard about. And if you've already heard about it and formed an opinion, we'll be gone before you know it. So uh Let's start here. So software, I just want to give uh, an overview of software. This is going to be wildly inadequate for anyone who has any experience in software and maybe a stretch if you don't. And so the way that software and hardware work, when you hear people talking about software and hardware, is essentially you have the brain and the body. The hardware is the body, and it has varying levels of capability. And the software is the brain, which tells the hardware what to do. Now, in certain cases now, we're working in software-to-software worlds where it's not really telling, you know, the hardware is working for the software and it's very little physical things happening, computing, advanced AI, all those things, which we could spend a year talking about. Yeah, all kinds of like cloud software now and everything. Which we could take a year to talk about, but the AI would take less than a millisecond to calculate (laughs) everything that we covered, which is crazy. But we're specifically talking about the combination of software and hardware generally today when we talk about it. How do you, what is some software that help you be productive or entertained on your computer, for example. And so uh, if we mention a piece of software that you don't have access to or a piece of hardware you don't have access to, keep in mind that you may be able to find a solution in your realm that's similar, just kind of thinking in those terms. So uh, yeah, let's start there. We're not just talking about software and hardware today. We're going to talk about books and some parenting stuff and services and things. We're just going to do a day in the life, Harley and Jeremy, things that we're hot on and uh, see if it helps stir up a little bit of inspiration or ideas or pushback. <laughs> um, all right. So let's start with uh, services, actually. Ooh. I'm going to start the other way. Yeah. I want to very specifically mention with services, we have learned over the last few years quite a bit the importance of cutting down waste in terms of time, automating systems and processes. Anything you're doing manually that you should be doing by hitting a button, we want to do that as often as possible. Would you agree? Yeah. Buttons are sick. Buttons are sick. But there's so many things we do every day. Like, imagine if you had to really, really think about tying your shoe every day. That would be miserable. I quit tying my shoes a long time. I quit wearing shoes years ago. Uh, That's not true, actually. 
I made that up to get attention. Yeah, you're right. Okay, and I so t- I tied my shoes like. So today. speaking of automation, finally, finally, convinced my wife that her time is too valuable to be going out and spending hours and hours grocery shopping. Oh, by the way, we have no sponsors here. This is not a spot. This feels like a sponsored thing. We're going to talk about. Have you heard about? But we're, we're not sponsored by anybody. We're just going to see. Speak see, for yourself. Well. Yeah, secret sponsorships. That's a new space right there. You go on as a guest host. You have secret <laughs> backdoor sponsorship opportunities set up, and you just sneak it into podcasts. That's brilliant. Uh, well, the secret's out now. You're you're burned. I think I'll be okay. I think you'll be all right with the current sponsorships that you have. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she was pumped about it. We definitely need to have her come in and, and mention that. But uh, we use like Aldi, Kroger, um, we've used the local ones. She's able to choose what she wants. They automatically choose, um, any sort of alternates. You can decide, like if you have allergies, you say no alternates. If you don't have this, don't buy it. Or you can say buy the closest match. And a lot of times they'll actually give you the lower price of the two and grab the more expensive cheese or whatever. What do you do that stuff? Do you mess with that? Those options suck. Is that right? Yeah, they're bad. Yeah. Kroger click list sucks. Okay. Well, we've been really happy with it. Whatever Aldi does. Sucks. It's been great for us. And uh, if you're you about want, to pitch something. If you want the real deal, bro, you got to get Amazon Prime. Oh, the Zon. Amazon I think Prime. we already have Amazon Prime. Everybody does, right? It comes with your citizenship now. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, think. Bro, Jeff, yeah, inauguration Jeff day. Jeff just gives it to you right away. That's now. so fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's nice of him. As so, long as you give him $100 back. So I remember you were making a dramatic point a moment ago by dumping on my ideas. Uh, <laughs> so what's so cool about the Zon? So we did all those. And what we noticed is... Couldn't figure it out. Yeah, we were just too dumb for it. Okay, well, that's good. They, Dude, like, the substitutions always kind of sucked. I like the surprise of getting a Reese's peanut butter cup instead of a glass of water. Right. You're cool with that. Yeah. Uh, Oh, you need baking soda? How about this? An oven. Their inventory is so bad. Like, I understand it's hard to monitor your inventory. Yeah. But, like, it's not that hard. You want global process solutions? Like, you can do it. Yeah. Amazon does it. And so, anyway... They brought they bought the most expensive grocery store in the country. Dude, when you scan something, they know that it's gone. Like it's not that hard. Buy the grape. Like it's, it's not that hard. Shut it's up. It's not that hard. It's incredibly difficult. So anyway, Amazon is super sick, shows up at my door, and people never believe this, but it's the best produce I've gotten. Like is better that right? than better than what I could get at Kroger if I went in and bought it. Just a reminder though, we're best. working off a of local Whole Foods here, is what our market is, right? I am not, they have I'm not centers? paying whole food prices, Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're... Does it ever touch the grocery, do you think? Or do you think they're working off of distribution? I think it's working off of distribution centers. Is that right? Yeah. We'll have to try to sneak in to someone's email to invite them to come on the show and tell us. Yeah. So anyway, uh, use my affiliate link, Amazon Groceries. You don't have an affiliate link. You, <laughs> you don't have any. Okay. Right, so right. uh, groceries cool. Um Another service that I really like, uh, well, that's really more of a software. Are there any other services that you really dig on? Uh, I've got a software as a service. Does that count? Yeah, let's take it. Uh, the Athletic app is Who's that for? Awesome. That is for any sports lover. Oh, so like people like you. Yeah, not, yeah. not people like you, probably not the best fit. Yeah. You're a sports liker. I'm a sports liker. But if you're a sports lover, the Athletic app is sick. <laughs> I don't love how that comes. Like I don't like I don't like how that comes out in terms of the way you said it, which which parts like sports like or sports lover? Yeah, it's just it's too affectionate. It's well, too much. You can say sports lover in passing and move on, but you can't like distinctly you can't make, own it. You can't own it from liker to lover. Well, anyway, they do really great team specific content. So if I want to oh. if I want to read about OSU and the Niners, like 
They are, it feels like a personalized local paper for you. Yeah. In sense of like, and it's good stuff. They've good hired writing. good writers, good beat reporters. It's dope. So the athletic, what's it called? The athletic. The athletic <laughs> should be easy to remember if you care about that sort of thing. And what does that run you? Uh, it's like maybe five bucks a month, or you can oh, buy it as a year. Really cheap, something like it's, that. Uh, I don't know. Starbucks money. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I'll tell you this too. As far as services go, um, I am a huge fan of Grammarly. So I've been using them for a long time. Um, and the only reason I like it, I, I didn't like it when I had to manually put stuff in there to type. But now that they have plugins for Chrome and Safari and email and web forms and things like that, it's automatically noting, notifying me of uh, grammar errors. But it's also running a report, things that maybe I learned incorrectly when I was younger. It'll show me, hey, you know, 100% of the time you're doing this. And so it's actually teaching me to write better. And I think I pay... I mean, if you do any kind of writing at all regularly, I would say, honestly, if they pitch that to me as just education, not like, so you don't look dumb to your people you're sending stuff to, but it, just from an education standpoint, they're like, hey, we're going to teach you to be a good writer over the period of this year. I would pay it, but I think it's like a little over hundred bucks a year. Yeah. I think it's like 120 or something. 120 like bucks a year. And I think I'm on my third year with it. So from an education standpoint, I don't know if it's it working. was worth it because yeah, I'm, I'm still sure on this working. service now that I say that out loud, but I've been really happy with it and it's help me, especially with copy. If I'm putting out like permanent copy for a website or for someone else, it's like, mm. it's really important because you can set tone, you can set mood, you can set intention. It also kind of lets you know mood, like as you write it, maybe you're grammatically correct, but it lets you know that you're being a little stern in your language. Yeah. And so you can kind of soften that a little bit. So it's just, it's a really, really cool service. Um, I also use Blinkist, but I'm going to do an asterisk with that one. Blinkist does not replace physical books and you. it's certainly... You were trying so hard to burn the books, Jeremy. I'm not. I love books. They're so good. But here's where Blinkist is. There's a whole series of books that could have just been TED Talks. Like books that are good that to get published, they had to like build them out into this much larger work. And you read the work and you're like, I feel like I kind of got the idea of this book like four days ago. And probably that's the section of books that you've read part of the way through where you just kind of lose momentum. If you're a strong reader, like Harley, you're a pretty uh, regular reader, you're going to finish it just out of discipline because you don't want to have a book you haven't finished. But a lot of people have a pile of books they just could not get through. Like Just like TV shows where you hit ep season three, you know, four episodes in, you're like, I can't start another character storyline. So books like that where it's quick learning, um, it's a great service. I, I really like it. You just have to use it a lot for the cost to make it worthwhile. Yeah, if I can push on Blinkist a little bit, I did the free trial, and it's just not for me. Um, real, I forgot to mention this on Grammarly. I wish I would have had Grammarly as a student. It yeah, is so clutch if you're a student. Yeah, probably cheaper. High right? school. There's whatever. probably a student license. I would guess. That's a good idea. They should do that. Yep. But clutch if you're a student. But back to Blinkist. Uh, I don't know, dude. I feel like it summarizes books and reads them to you in like ten minutes. By the way, yeah, I didn't mention that it's pretty impressive that they do that. I just feel like they they give you the meat. But I think the potatoes matter. I agree with that. I think so. So I think we're both saying the same thing in the sense that this is for a specific purpose. Blinkist for me puts me in the know on a reading list of things I never really intended to read all the way through. So if I'm in, if you're in the entrepreneur community and you're, you know, rubbing, like people are constantly referencing books, not just like, hey, you should read this, but they're running their business basically on this new book that they wrote, that they read sometimes, right? Yeah, it's the there's, best way to run a business. There's on things you've learned. Yeah, just yeah. recently. 
Yeah, just recently. But like there was a foundational period of Simon Sinek and find your why or uh, start with why. There was a foundational period around lean startup. There's foundational behavioral economics. Like these are even in my own career. There's moments where if you haven't read the book, you have no idea why that owner is pivoting in the way that they are or that organization leader or that teacher or whatever. And so it just kind of helps you if you want to stay caught up in the synopsis and at least understand, have some acumen around what people are talking about, you can consume a lot more that way. But with discipline, you could actually read the whole book. It's just that kind of gateway drug for staying informed. But you're certainly, they'll remove the third and fourth example or analogy because it's, quote, redundant. But that redundancy is actually repetition that helps you learn it. And that's what you're saying is the meat is important. Yeah, my my pushback on it would be if you, like, want to look smart in front of your friends, like, Blinkos will probably help you do that. Yeah. But if you, like, want to know it, yeah, I don't know that Blinkist will get you there. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. And not that looking smart in front of your friends is the only motivation. I think the same thing is, like I said, with Acumen, if I go to a mixer with a bunch of CEOs and I don't even know... You're going to look real smart. Well, what I'm saying is, if I don't even know the term... Like, I mean, six uh, sig- Sigma. Oh, yeah. Right? The, like the black belts. Yeah, there's like literal made-up systems yeah. with literal made-up like... Like reminds you of like like Scientology ranking systems. Mm-hmm. Now that's a cool system, and a lot of people have done a lot of good with it. But I'm not sure how I'm supposed to know what those words are. Yeah, and it's not like that's not a thing that you read and then you just get. It's a full system you need to buy into. And so Blinkist will get you to the point where you can ask informed questions to begin to learn. Not like I wouldn't pretend to be certified or know those things if I'm not. But it would at least give me the language to say, hey. Uh, let's do this. And I'm sure that's the same thing with like, sometimes you're reading like just for a tip or two, too, you know, you like, um, a tip or two, two, tip or two, two. Sometimes you want to tip a two, two. And so things like, uh, parenting tips and things like that. Maybe you don't want to get into the whole system of what they're writing, but like, you just, you just want to get some cool tips cause you've heard the good things about them. So I think we know what it is and what it isn't. Uh, okay, cool. So that's some, that's some cool stuff. What about, uh, Let's go to software. Let's see if we can figure out some software that. Ooh. All right. I just discovered the Mischief app and it's blown my mind. Mischief app. Oh, yeah. yeah, The marketing genius. Dude. Unbelievable. I can't handle the stuff they're doing in this app, how they are like getting attention and then just how genuinely interesting the stuff they put out is. It's Yeah. So uh, basically, if you're listening, what has happened, and this is going to be, again, another inadequate summary, but for the sake of time, I'm going to do it. If you're listening, there's this whole thing with attention right now. And you, you've heard of influencers and you've heard about people who uh, are in the center of the spotlight. Of course, you know the Kardashians and Kanye West and President Trump and any politician. You know that that center... Former of, President Trump. That's true. Starting today. That's right. So starting we're dating today. this episode now. This is going to release a little later, but um, President Biden um, is here. So uh, there's people that trade on attention. The attention is the product they have, and then they can monetize that attention with music or uh, makeup or whatever, but it's kind of a precarious spot to be in because a lot of times the way that people have figured out how to do it is through scandal and through personal brand. And you can only burn that once or twice or three times. Like once you burn that personal brand, you're kind of done. Like what else are you going to do? But the mischief app, they do projects. It's, I don't even know the guy's name. Me neither. And so he's doing projects every couple weeks. It's really cool because it's very similar to like how my mind works, but he's doing something completely different. Well, yeah. And it's not just like, Hey, buy this product. A lot of times it's just like, and it's like anti-establishment 
culture art pieces like, i mean what it's if just, we it's that what if we yeah exactly like hey what do you think will happen if we did this it's almost like a marketing black mirror Dude, episode where you take something and you crank it to the that's a really good example yeah i mean look them up they've done some really interesting stuff they did a mystery box where if you don't open it and send it back to them it costs a hundred dollars if you leave it unopened and send it back to them they'll give you a thousand dollars this is for 90 days you have to order this box and pay a hundred dollars and you can't open it you have to leave it there if you, which hypothetically it could, one of them could have had 10 grand in it. Yeah. They put the odds on it there. It was uh, between zero and $7,000 worth of, of stuff. And like you had a 5% chance of getting a paperclip. And, uh, so they were clear. It wasn't a scam. Yeah. It looked like a scam. Yeah. So most people didn't do it, yeah. but guaranteed, uh, you turn your hundred dollars into a thousand dollars. If you keep the box for 90 days Hold and on, mail let it me back some, to them. Let me do some quick math on that. Yeah. That would be a 10x return. Okay. All right, Grant Cardone. That's right. Yeah. 10x it, dude. Yeah. Bigger goals. Bigger goals. Bigger goals. <laughs> Bigger goals. Sorry. Borrow, borrow, borrow. Uh, so, yeah. So, that was crazy. They did a impossible puzzle that turned into a QR code that you had a one in whatever chance to win 100 grand. What was another project they did? Uh... They made a Google Chrome extension that is a spam bot. So if you get <laughs> if you get spam mail and you want to spam them back, you can just click this Chrome extension and it will automatically sign them up for like a hundred spam subscriptions. That's right. So if you hit somebody with this spam bot, if this if the spammer if the scammer hits you, you hit spam, it automatically signs them up to like hundreds of just really relentless spammer accounts and you basically just ruin that email for the scammer spam them back which i need to i'm gonna post on youtube that ridiculous scam call i didn't plan on sharing i did it for my wife and she posted on facebook bocephus fartican yeah bocephus fartican and uh he was i guess there's like fifteen thousand views now on facebook but it was so stupid but basically it was just like a prank the scammer which now there's whole channels of people doing that oh which yeah is pretty cool uh okay so that's a pretty cool software um and that's the mischievous, right? Mischief. Yeah, mischief app. Uh, I would say Flycut is a really cool Chrome extension. If you're using Chrome at all, Flycut allows you to have a a uh, keep your copy for your clipboard. You can copy a bunch of stuff in your clipboard. So if you're working administrative stuff at all, and you find yourself constantly changing over like first name separate field, last name separate field address, you know, and then phone number, then you know up to twenty different things. Uh, it was really helpful during our broker days that we were able to, like, I was able to copy seven things in a row and then paste them in that same sequence without having to go back and forth and type, especially if you're working with longer numbers or longer, uh, you know, irregular things. That was pretty cool. That's called Flycut. That's a extension. I think it was probably free. Yeah, I like to type, so it wasn't yeah. for me. Yeah, long books and typing. <laughs> Appreciate all your free time you got. Um, what else? What, you got another piece of software that you think uh, people should know about? Yeah, super exciting. Uh, Microsoft Outlook is an incredible email client. This is weird for me to hear you say because in the back of my mind, I'm like, duh. Like, Outlook feels like one of the standard ones. But if you're techie and you've been using, like, power using this stuff, very few of us that I know that run in our circles have used Outlook ever. Yeah. But I, I mean, if you go to a school that's running Windows XP on a 20-year-old system or whatever, you have Outlook. Yeah, I, like, forgot it existed. Right. And I, my email's been getting so overwhelming, I wanted a new option. And So, so why do you like it? Look to be dope. Uh, they have, like, really incredible integrations. So, like, Chrome has extensions and stuff that mm -hmm. are, like, make Gmail nice, but Outlook's integrations are even better. 
And what would you mean integrations? Uh, like, you know, you mentioned Grammarly as an example. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can do like the the Google video chat integration. They uh, have task managers that you can integrate right in. You you're can talking about software that works together with other software. So yeah, the yeah. That you're using. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and then, you know, like it has a calendar built right in that does a pretty good job. It's just pretty impressive. And uh, also what I really like about it is their AI can sort between what they describe as focused emails. And those are the ones that like matter compared to everything else, which are like, Hey, you've got a, you know, uh, need to change your oil. Like it can tell yeah. the difference between those. And so it makes my inbox feel less. Almost like if, if it has like an action step tied to it, kind of not action, but like this is an, this is from Jeremy to Harley and it has something in it. Not, yeah. Not an update or something like that. Newsletters. Yeah. And I only get notifications on those ones. So like I get less oh, notifications. Yeah. It's just sweet. Uh, one that I would say is video editing is a really cool thing. Now, um, obviously there's pro tools like, all the Adobe things, but, and, uh, I like rush, which is the Adobe version for Great band. Yeah. I, not super familiar, but must be, is it a sports team or, uh, all I know is it's a classic rock band. I couldn't name a single song <laughs> rush. Uh, I think there's a song called we're in a hurry and, um, all right. So <laughs> that was home. the sound of the head. <laughs> I am home. That was the sound of Harley's headphones hitting the mic as he tipped over for those of you on the radio audience. But, uh, that's the pro tools, but this is a really cool one. Clips is made by Apple and there's other apps that are made for other companies, like for other things like, uh, beat leap is a really cool one. I had beat leap written down. Beat leap is really sick. Beat leap does uh, kind of a music video. And what's cool is it automatically does transitions to the music. So you choose your music. It is a subscription service. You do pay for it. Obviously in the business that I'm in, that's worthwhile, but may not be for you. But as you, it'll automatically create kind of a highlight reel to the music. And you don't have a lot of manual controls with it, but you can adjust the types of effects. And it's pretty sick. Uh, we'll definitely share that. But Clips, specifically if you're uh, with Apple, and I'm sure Android and the others have something similar. But what's cool about this is if you're a business and you're doing instruction videos or behind the scenes or you're even just on vacation as a family, you can just press and, re-hold, uh, press and hold and let go. And then press and hold and let go. And you can do that over the period of the entire weekend. You don't have to feel pressure of like editing and stuff. And it'll automatically just record the next video. And so as you watch your trip to Disney over three days, it'll just have all those videos kind of cut together. Now, naturally, Instagram stories, Snapchat, TikTok have similar sort of things. But what's cool about this is you can kind of decide later where you're going to put it. And when I'm out with my family, honestly, I don't do a lot of filming and photo, I, I would try to get at least three or four good photos to remember the day, but I don't want to be out working on it. So clips is something cool that I can just press and hold, let go, press and hold, let go as neat things are happening. Or as I have to interview the kids real quick and say, Hey, what are we doing? Oh, grandma got, you know, us 400 pounds of ice cream. And now she's sending us home with you. You know, that sort of thing. Here's a bunch of sugar. Have fun. We're going to go play with these alligators, you know, or whatever, <laughs> whatever the thing is. So I think that's kind of cool. Getting, getting organized with your Photos and videos is really nice because we capture a lot and then it bogs us down. Yeah, yeah. Beat Leap is uh, similar to Clips, like you mentioned. Uh, super, super sick if you want to level up your TikTok game. Good call. Now, I don't know anything about TikTok, but I think music's a big deal. And so you can make really great videos. Uh, but I use it just to document Christmas. Yeah, so you did that uh, seven-minute video of your daughter, which I really enjoyed. You're insufferable. <laughs> I could have done a photo, but that's <laughs> fine. 
I'm not going to say any more on that. His daughter is great. She's really entertaining. Okay. She's the filmmaker. Okay. Um, stop it. Oh, we're listen. We're not going to move on. No, we're not going to move okay. on. I can't let you end on that note. Oh, sorry. I only sent you the video because you told me about the <laughs> software. And I was just like, hey, look, I used the software you told me about. That's true. I didn't even want you to watch it. Okay. I don't even care. All right. What did you also say? I wish. I said I wish I could have made it longer. Yeah. And then to which I created a thoughtful reply. Yeah. You created a video of yourself dancing for for TikTok. For one minute. For one minute. And it was excruciating. It was awful. Now, in fairness, that was I was being hyperbolic there and dramatic. Well, I think that I'll put that up on the Renaissance Instagram so you can watch it. It's awful uh a minute's a long time his video was more entertaining than that obviously it wasn't just his daughter for a minute but it was pretty funny all right so uh books anything that you're like off the top of your head you're like we got to talk about this you want like a real book sure i'm gonna grab a couple design books i'm gonna show folks these ones Ooh, fancy uh from a physical book I have been talking about it for a little while, but I've been really hot on Jocko Willing's book, Extreme Ownership. That has been uh, pretty foundational for me. Um, and then in the past, I've read some good books. We already mentioned Malcolm Gladwell's book, The Tipping Point. Um, there was another one by him that I read that I'm drawing a blank on right now. But The Tipping Point was dope. Um who would want to read, uh, give us a quick synopsis, like if somebody's listening in, who would want to read Extreme Ownership, generally? Uh, any business leader should absolutely read Extreme Ownership. A lot of the problems that we run into from a managerial standpoint, just in general, are difficulties with this issue. Yeah, and at the very least, this issue can, can like, if you, if you just take what Jocko describes as Extreme Ownership, and then, you know, he lays out in more detail, read his book, he's got a podcast, whatever. Uh, it solves like the majority of the problems you run into. Yeah, because I think the short synopsis is that uh, he lived a life that it wasn't, he wasn't capable of deferring ownership. He wasn't, like people would die. Like if, if you just said, oh, it wasn't my fault, wasn't my problem. The things that we do all the time in business where customer service kicks it to somebody else or the owner makes an argument for their own sake and not the customer. And then the customer doesn't take ownership, all that stuff that doesn't have any consequence other than like difficulty and frustration and those sort of things. Like he couldn't do that in his career as a seal. Or well, the thing is, man, the, the way the book opens is he tells a story where he experienced friendly fire in his unit. He was in, he was the, the highest ranking officer of his unit. Uh, and some stuff went wrong and there's friendly fire. I think, there's a significant injuries. Maybe a few dudes died from it. And Ugh. so it was a big deal. Um, and the SEALs, you know, of course, treat that with, you know, a lot of uh, and, and high regard. And so all of the commanding, his commanding officers came out to debrief and basically looked to try to figure out, like, whose fault it was. And everyone expected Jocko to stand up and say, like, you know, this dude did this wrong, this dude did this wrong. And instead, he just did the opposite and said it was my fault. Yeah. And because he treated it that way, um, you know, of course it was a problem, but, you know, his leaders respected him more. And his followers did, and too. And his followers respected And it just, like, fixed the issues instead of pointing fingers and saying, no, you should have done this better. Uh, boundaries is a good one. Ooh, big, yeah. Big fan of the Bible. I think that's a good, a good place to start. And then there's some mechanical, practical books that have kind of found 
common grace issues and things like that. Boundaries has been very helpful as well. We don't have to go deep into that, but that's a good one. Who would that be good for? Uh, boundaries would be good for anybody, like, I mean, anybody that has relationships with people, like, probably should read boundaries. I would say most people have some sort of boundary issue yeah. one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but in particular, like, if you feel like you are have been a doormat at times in your life, like, yep. you should absolutely read boundaries or if you feel like maybe you a bully are a bit of a bully yeah you should read boundaries. i think you and i have probably grown up in our in our weakest on the opposite of that yeah like probably you your propensity with your upbringing was that you were more um felt walked on and then i grew up in defensiveness being more aggressive about you know having my way and it's helped i think both of us separately about how to not be unyielding um, or uh, overbearing, not to be yeah. overbearing, but just to set essentially passive boundaries. Here, here's where it's here's where we are, and that's it. Like you can do what you want to do. I just this is here we are. It's not a threatening right. with consequences. It's just here's where we are, and this is what will happen. Yeah, and great, great for parenting too. Makes a makes a big difference when setting expectations with your kids. Yeah, I think I mentioned somewhere. I can't remember if it's on an episode previously. Excuse me if it is, but uh, someone I saw a lawyer on um on Instagram and someone asked him, Hey, well, can, can my employer make me get the COVID vaccine? And his answer was no COVID. Like your employer can't make you do that. They can, however, fire you if you don't. And it was like, that makes your brain hurt a little bit. Cause you're like, well, they're making me. It's like, Nope, they're not making you. The boundary is to work here. You have to do this. Now I'm not making a statement about whether that is something that's right or wrong. I'm just saying in general, we often think that if we have to do something we don't like that, they're making us and it's, it's not really the case. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, so I, as far as books go, let me grab a couple here. This is an old favorite. Uh, if you're looking for a gift, um, I can't sell it to you, but you can look online and try to find it. It's called etc. Um, creating beautiful interiors with things you love. This is like just a very bohemian, bo- bohemian, like mixed style textures and sort of things. This has influenced a lot of my design choices over the years. It's an old one. Harley, can you grab a couple of those for me? Uh, this next one's really cool. Um, this is from uh, Fashionary, so it'd be fashionary.org. This book is sick. I think I might have paid a lot for this one. I can't remember. Yeah, at least 150 bucks. It might have been. I don't know. Oh, I was trying to be hyperbolic. I mean, when you pay for a service to have people read parts of books to you for a year, <laughs> I guess it's not that bad. But the Fashionary book uh, is called Textilopedia. And it is beautiful. It's got a linen cover on it, but it, it goes through all of the different textile types. This would be great if anybody's into sewing or design or fashion. It has all of these different hop sack, herringbone, chino, drill, calvary twill. And it's just really, really neat to see what the upside and downside, different kinds of silk. You uh, do a lot of sewing, right? I have actually been banned uh, oh. for many years. I'm going to be releasing some fashion stuff, as you know. But like uh, my wife has said, I'll let her speak for herself, but um, that I'm not allowed to touch the sewing machine for whatever reason. I know why, but I'm not going to speak for her. Uh, Kinfolk I'm a big fan of. Um, I think that's a little cliche for a guy like me. You'd look at me and go, oh, he likes, uh, oh, of course you know, he likes croissants and, and coffee shops that have gray walls and Kinfolk. But yeah, guilty. I do. Hey, if the shoe fits, man. Yep. Not always, uh, I'd say 95% appropriate for all audiences. Occasionally, depending on your comfort level, there might be something a little bit different in here. So skim through it before you put it out. But 95%, awesome. Really beautifully written. uh, Great photography. Interesting people. 
pretty accessible. You know, if you get into some architecture books, you might find you go, oh, that's really inspiring and awesome and nothing. I'm not even going to be allowed to like walk in. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like let much less aspire to. Not that you can't have big dreams, but this is just like, this is a hardcover series they did, Entrepreneur Table and uh, something else. I don't remember. I've got them up there. And then they've got the magazines too, but they do limited run. So I've been slowly collecting a little too late. I've got a first issue in a bag, which is oh, pretty yeah. cool. yeah, that one was like $700. It, it could be at some point here. I didn't spend that much on it, but uh, it can be. They're expensive. And then this is the magazine. So if you're looking for some stuff to, like, inspire some, you know, in terms of interior design stuff, they usually have a theme. Um, and it's called a guide for small gatherings is their subtitle there. So those are pretty good ones. Uh, all right. Brands, up and down. Let's try it. Ooh. Head to toe. Let's throw some brands out there. So head to toe. Uh, I'll let you go first because I am not a hat guy. I yeah. I'll love a good beanie. It's got to be soft, but like I, I, that's that's all I know. Yeah, ever since I went bald, uh, hats became By really, choice. really important. Eh. I mean, you officially were the one that pulled I, the plugs, I so did to speak. make the choice. I did it earlier rather than later. Going bald at my age. Uh, I, 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 think it, I think it... You have a level of maturity it brought. It sure did. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm a father. Yeah. Thank goodness I was bald first. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I wear a lot of hats. Uh, Brixton makes some really sweet hats. They made like fedoras and stuff like that. It was kind of what they're famous for. They got some old school haberdashery. But they also make really good like snapbacks. And so I love their snapbacks. They're super cool. When it comes to beanies, like it doesn't matter. Just get a soft one for $10. But they're not all soft. Yeah, but like a lot of them are. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I don't like. I just walk around until I find one that's soft and the right color. That's true. You're not super picky. I think I was with you when you bought that Vans one. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, uh, all right, shirts. I'm a big guy. I would say uh, Pendleton shirts are awesome, but I haven't found any of their button ups that haven't made me itch a little bit. So I haven't been able to do it. What material do they make? It's those straight wool, products? bro. It's the oh. real deal. So it, it's 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 just not what I'm used to. I'm used to the stretch material and stuff. It's probably the right thing to do. And maybe there'll be tiny mini chest calluses that develop on real men over time. People don't wear wool for a reason. I know. I love Pendleton coats and things like that, socks, things. But uh, 1924 US, he's a designer. Bought some of his shirts. He did a really good job making those. Um, J. Crew shirts, I feel like have dropped in quality quite a bit. I used to wear those a lot, but they're pretty thin. They haven't been, they're on my rack, but they haven't been Mm. into rotation quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, Filson shirts, button ups. I'm on my third one of those, and they are awesome for heavy duty. Filson are they like comfortable? Chino. They seem like the that material might be a little aggressive too. It's it's for this type of weather. Yeah. I mean, it's they're heavy duty work. They're like get better as they age kind of shirt. Uh, very much a handcrafted Carhartt mindset brand, mm, but yeah. maybe even a higher quality stitch count and things like that. Yeah. Um, Gap has done a really good job on dress shirts for me in terms of fast fashion, not necessarily that great of stuff. If you're just looking to like grab something that's reliable, that doesn't. I got to be honest, dude. I'm a big fan of Gap's little brother, Old Navy. Is that right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I feel like I can find 80% of what they have at Gap at Old Navy Yeah. for way cheaper and it's like probably i don't know 70 percent of the quality and it's always on sale yeah like they're always on sale yeah it's just like yeah, i've had a couple things that i found at gap that i was like oh this is sick 
and they didn't have a knockoff at Old Navy. And I do think the stuff I've gotten at Gap does hold up better. Yeah. But I don't know, dude. For the value, I feel like Old Navy's We're talking good. about tiers of quality, too. Like, when you talk about Filson and you talk about some of these other brands we're talking about, we're talking about, like, shirts that you can give your kids. Yeah. You know, like, that's... They're expensive, and they're nice, and you grab a few of them. We're talking about general, like, hey, kid, you're trying to get your first interview, or, like, you wear dress shirts all the time, and you wear them out. Like, if you wear dress shirts like we wear sweatshirts, and you're constantly just pouring through them, and you can't, like, you really can't put a thick, heavy-duty, you know, one on, and you're just going to burn through them, then fast fashion, unfortunately, sometimes is the only option, and that's the way to go. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of homage. Homage is cool. What do you think in terms of quality versus, like, just brand loyalty for them being local and stuff. I think they make pretty good stuff. Yeah, you've been happy yeah, with them? Yeah, I've got my hoodies have held up really well from them. I'm wearing an homage shirt right now that I've had for a long time. Yeah. They're crazy soft. You have had that for a long time, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I've had good luck with homage. I think my price per wear is pretty high with them. Yeah. And then when it comes to hoodies, my favorite hoodie, uh, thanks to you, is American Giant. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, one, They were a Kickstarter, and they were one of those, like, bring uh, manufacturing back to a the u.s and they started making them in detroit and they are again heavy duty a filson shirt with a little giant hoodie i gotta feel like a little i giant could probably hoodie. what did i say <laughs> you said little giant like yeah, the movie like little the giants. ladder <laughs> oh i was thinking of the movie little giants by the way that's a recommended watch to little giants and a recommended ladder and a really good ladder well you know what i talked to lockjaw yeah and i've been reaching out a little bit more i think we're going to do a ladder safety uh, you know, home safety episode sometime, just really cool gadgets like this that'll keep you safe oh, as yeah. you clean your gutters and things. Uh, but yeah, um, American Giant, heavy duty. There's so much difference. I remember when I, the first time I found, I was so sad, the first time I found out that there's huge tier differences in Levi's, I was so sad. Mm -hmm. If you bought from the Levi's store, you had this like triple stitched, high thread count, heavy duty work pant. And if you bought the same pant at, one Coles. of the Coles or whatever. It was single stitched. It wasn't the same material. I was so sad. Yeah, I've almost given up entirely on jeans, and I'm ready to just buy all Lulu lemon pants. Is that right, bro? You are. I'm not coming with you on that, but I'm happy for you, dude. Listen, they've got the ABC pant, and it is awesome. Let me be clear. You didn't go in the store. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. You want to know how I know you didn't go in the store? How do you know that? Because when I went in the store, the young lady, who was very sweet, I'm sure, turns her head halfway, <laughs> looks at me, and I kid you not, she goes, hi, thanks for stopping in. Um, your sizes will be online. <laughs> I said, duh, what? Bro, and she didn't even make eye contact she, with you. With no peripheral vision and only the left side of her eye go, that BMI don't fit in this store. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I'm not like, I'm more oval than round. Like, I, I felt like I deserved Bro. two eyes. Oh. She looks at me. Hi. Thanks for stopping. <laughs> Just so you know, your sizes will be online. At least she was kind about it, I guess. What about that was kind to you? Uh, Thanks for stopping in. Yeah, that yeah. part. Sorry you wasted your trip. She could have said, hey, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I kind of feel like she did. This store is yeah. for you. <laughs> Getting through that door okay? <laughs> oh, sorry, sir. Oh, sorry. This is an athletic store. Yeah, this is for athletic stuff. <laughs> you know, what on earth? That's why I shop where I shop. I, sh I shop at some of those big old boy workplaces sometimes. Not big and tall. I ain't big and tall. But like... Um, you do most of your shopping at the thrift shop, bro. I wouldn't say most. 
Oh, all right. I I what do I, I do know? a lot though. I do a lot though. Uh, from the pants category for me, uh, this company went out of business. Great. Uh, so you guys can look them up. Uh, Baldwin, Baldwin jeans, two percent stretch. Just enough. Just enough stretch to accommodate for my not evidently Lululemon lifestyle that I have. Uh, and then I found this nude gig, which isn't for everybody, but True this Work. What? New gig. Oh, okay. Uh, True Work pants, which are like blade resistant, nice and soft. They breathe. I, I'm pretty sure I heard nude gig for a second. I And I was concerned. Misspoke if I said that because I'm a never nude. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, we'll just leave it at that. But yeah, True Work, T-R-U-E-W-E-R-K. And uh, they're like blade resistant, cut resistant. You can work in the shop, roll around, all that stuff. Um, we're climbing ladders if we are, or things like that. So, it, like, those are the pants you'd wear if you were going to a knife fight, you're saying? Well, I think the difference between resistant and proof. Like, if an iPhone is oh. water resistant, you can do three meters for 15 minutes. If it's proof, you can put it all the way under the water. I would say, if you're planning on going to a knife fight, upon on our recommendation, this is definitely knife blade resistant. Got it. Um, I've got one scheduled, so that's good to know. Okay. Well, it looks like we're almost done here on this episode. Uh, what else? Just throw a couple more out and then we'll wrap up. Uh, got to wrap up for shoes. I'm a huge promoter of a company called greats. They do a really high quality white leather sneaker and some other colors. Yep. Uh, I've got a North face book bag that I love. Yep. If you want to make good coffee on the go, get yourself an AeroPress. And if you want to up your video quality, check out Epoch Cam. Epoch Cam is huge. It allows you to use your iPhone and other devices while you're doing video conference calls. Oh, one more. Hurry. Ecstase. What? I think they. I think it's supposed to be called Ecstasy, but yeah. they spell it like Ecstase or something yeah. stupid. Don't Google Ecstasy, but what is it? Anyway, they do limited run art for your house. Ooh. Uh, really high quality prints, but limited run and affordable. Columbia for me. It's all sorts of Columbia jackets, coats, Columbia, and boots. They're, they've, I, I slept on them for a long time. Yeah, great s- country. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, our SD card's out of space. means we've been recording episodes. I really appreciate you guys listening. And seriously, so fun. This is a different format. If there's things you want us to talk about, let us know, and we certainly will. Obviously, we're more guided at times, more loose at times, but, you know, it is what it is. We're going to figure out what we are over these next 50 episodes or so. And, Harley, thank you so much for coming on the show. Super exciting. I'll definitely have you back. We'll talk sports ball negotiation, all the other things we talk about on a daily basis. Hey, thanks for having me on. Shout out to all the listeners in Columbia. Yeah, yeah.